You know, uh, one of the things that's been so important to get over to people is the fact that uh, God is our Father. And uh, Jesus told people, when you pray, you say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Uh, and Christendom has somehow lost sight of the fact that Jesus is God's son. And when we're born again, we actually become sons of God. And it's the fatherhood of God that is so important to understand, not uh, a kind of brother-brother or brother-sister relationship, but God is our father. And when you talk to Christians, you find that they are totally devoid, a lot of them, of understanding of, of God being a father. And the whole purpose of um, our musical was to bring back the reality of, of people understanding God's our father. And Jesus made it very plain. He said, look, I can't do anything of myself. What I see the father do, that's what I do. What I hear the father say, that's what I speak. Uh, and when you try and talk to Christians, they, they, they somehow are locked in to a misconception. Almighty God is almighty. There's three persons in one God, and he's a ruler of all. And, and Jesus Christ has all authority in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. He said, all authority has been given unto me. It was given of his father. And my God is always in control of everything. And we looked at how eternity was uh, really the source of everything. Before the world was ever created, God the Father planned everything. He planned you, planned me. And he orders all things after the counsel of his own will. And many, many Christians are appalled with the idea that God in all eternity did everything. They would like it to be that it's their will, their decision, their choice. Well, I've got news for you. You wouldn't exist if God hadn't spoken the worlds from naught. You would not exist if he hadn't created all things. You wouldn't be here if he hadn't set about uh, a method of reproduction for animals, for humans. You wouldn't be here if there weren't an Adam and Eve. And, and do let me make it plain. Everyone came from the seed of Adam. There is no sense in which uh, man comes out of any other seed. The first Adam or the second Adam. And, and the whole of creation is formed by the heart of God the Father. God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. Three persons in one God. Is that plain? Now, when you come to... Um, 
look at scripture, you discover, turn with me first to Psalm 139. It's called a Psalm of David, and it says this, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. You know, God knows everything. Some people think they're smart, but before you think something, God already knew it. Do you know, he does more when we pray than we can ask or think. He says, before you asked, the answer was sent. My God knows our thoughts are far off. In actual fact, he controls them. You say, well, you've got free thinking. Uh, no. If he knows your thoughts are far off, how does he know them? Say, so, well, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Quite right. Who thought, put the thought there? You know, my God is in control of a lot more than you think. Uh, a lot of people have this idea of total freedom. There is. There's total freedom for God to work out all things according to the purpose of his own will. Uh, and life is about realizing the total supremacy of God. And, and when we're born again, the one thing we do, we understand that God the Creator upholds all things by the power of his word. And without him upholding it, nothing exists. Is that plain? Now that's not a doctrine Christians like. They like to believe everything is kind of uh, my decision. Well, it's my choice. I can choose. You can't. Uh, if you weren't in him before the foundation of the world, you're not going to be in him when the world's wound up. End of story. If you weren't written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you're not going to somehow get your name in there by something you do. If... The whole of creation is not held by the power of his word. Somehow get into your brain that my God is totally and completely in control. The devil isn't, and the devil's not our enemy. The Jews blame the Romans when Christ came, and they thought that Christ had come to deliver them from Roman suppression. Today, the Pentecostals believe that God's come to deliver them from the devil. It's not a devil you need deliverance from. It's your own perverse, totally corrupt nature. You need to be born again of God's spirit. Without that, you'll never, ever live the life of Christ because the life of Christ is Christ in you, not your life. And you have to be totally transformed. And that's not taught anymore. What people want is the idea that they seek God. No, there's none that seeketh after God. No, not one. And I happen to believe it. Uh, after years and years and years 
seen people. I know there are people that can sit here year after year and they're going to a crisis eternity. And there's nothing you can do about it. You preach the word in season and out of season and you watch them and they get worse and worse. And you think, how can they get worse and worse when the gospel is so simple? Hearing they don't hear, seeing they don't see. And think, how can that be? How can it be that Christ who came to Israel says he came unto his own and his own received him not? The ones who should have accepted him rejected him. And yet, they were the ones he came for. And he said, look, I haven't come for anyone except the children of Israel. Now, there was a woman who fought through, you know, when she was called a dog. She got a miracle. But Jesus came to reach the house of Israel. And he came unto his own and his own wouldn't receive it. How can it be that so often in a church you get people that sit there and week after week and year after year they become more devilish inside with a cloak of religion on the outside and no hope. And you watch them. Legalistic, lying, deceiving. And you think, you preach the word in season and out of season, and you know that there's those who are called under glory and those who are called under damnation. And so, by the foolishness of preaching, men are saved, so you keep preaching, but you watch. Nothing you can do. God doesn't do it won't get done. And you think, ah, you know, what a desperate situation. See, some people become devils in themselves. Think, how, how can you? I, I know a man of counseling. No amount of exhortation, no amount of encouragement, no amount of rebuke is going to make one iota of difference. And you know it's all in God's hand. And it's not really anything you can do about it. And then you thank God for the ones who do respond whose God's purpose has been to bring him in. And you thank God for the one sinner that repents. And you thank God for the ones that come. And you imagine Jesus, when he came unto his own, his own wouldn't receive him. And the gospel is good news. Christ has done it all. But there's a lot of people who don't like good news. A lot of people only like bad news. They want to go the wrong way in life. And people who somehow 
have set their course. But in essence, it was set before all eternity. They're just working out what has to be. And that's where the whole mystery is. In verse 3, God says, you know, thou compassed my, uh, my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. You know, God knows everything about you. He's acquainted with everything. He knows where you're going to walk. He knows what you're going to do. He knows how you're going to end up. A lot of people, the reason they get bitter in life is because uh, actually God's acquainted with all their ways. And there's nothing worse than uh, living and you know you're wrong and you doggedly go on with it. Come to church on Sunday, say, oh, sorry, God, and then walk out the door. And, and God's acquainted with all our ways. It's not what you are in here that counts. It's what you are when you go out the exit. You know, God sees everything. And is acquainted with it. You know, it's not a matter of, um, oh, well, he won't notice this. He, won't. he notices everything. He says he's acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, Thou knowest it all together. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, it is high. I cannot attain unto it. Whither shall I go from your spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. You know, you can't hide. If you're in the darkest place, everything's daylight. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day, and the darkness as the light are both alike to thee. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works. And that my soul knoweth right well. Do you know, that's a person who's a Christian. Uh, you just know God and you know everything's in God's hands. Uh, and Christianity is not about uh, a belief, set of beliefs. Christianity is about a knowledge of God and who he is. His nature, his love, his care. Uh, and God being a father loves his children. And he loves us. And when we're born from above, 
we have confidence in him. Total confidence. I'm not in any doubt, thank God, the politicians don't rule the world. Thank God the scientists don't rule anything. They just make up cockeyed theories. You know, the wisdom of man is made foolishness with God. I find so many people think they know uh, and they discover years later they don't know nothing about anything. Uh, when I, as I said, when I went to school, they said the smallest part, an atom. When they split the atom, they changed all their theories. The, uh, theories change, you know. Um, when I went to school, it was something that was wonderful, um, was you could live healthy. You know, you didn't have to take hundreds of vitamins because, thank God, the scientists hadn't messed up all the plant life in the world, hadn't filled all the animals with antibiotics. Hadn't done, uh, and, you know, you ate less because there wasn't that much to eat. And anyway, it was on rations. And they stopped you having sweets because there was a set ration book and you couldn't buy. And we were a lot better, poorer in the sense we didn't have a lot of things. And I remember a great day when they actually bought a washing machine which you kind of took the things out of one tub and plonked them in the spinner. And, you know, and that meant you didn't have to wind it around this thing and... Uh, and electricity seemed, you know, and then you got hoovers and, and things, and then women got into trouble because they had nothing to do all day. Um, uh, and man, we go out and we work so <laughs> to provide them with all these means of not working. God deliver us. And it's all in God the Father's hands. And I think, you know, God had it all planned. And you know, God knows everything about you. Every single thing. We do a lot of things out of ignorance. With God, he knows everything. He knows your thoughts are far off. He knows how you plan everything. He knows your desires. He knows your heart cry. Because he put it there. He understands how you function. And Christianity has to come back to the reality of acknowledging the sovereignty of God. Acknowledging the wisdom of God. Acknowledging that he knows everything. And we need to come out of this idea of thinking you can compartmentalize your life. You can't. Your life is your life. What you do is what you are. It's the way you are. The way you are made. And I find so many people think that they can get right with God one minute and walk out the door and somehow know he knows your thoughts from afar off. He knows your scheme. That's why it's so wonderful when you're born again and he's your father. Hey, you have the mind of Christ. 
You don't have a natural mind. You have a, a mind that's born from God. Your thinking's different. Your living's different. Everything's different. That's what being born again means. You're born of God's spirit. You have his life inside. So you don't have to live with a capacity of, of depravity. You have a capacity of God's nature in you. You're a partaker of his divine nature. And it takes away all the guilt, all the condemnation, all the fear, and you realize who you are. And you know you're God. And you know he's your father. And your whole life is a life of freedom, not a life of bondage. You know he cares. You know there's no detail he hasn't got. That's my God. What a God we serve. And, and his care, um, the reason he sent his son to redeem us was because he knew we couldn't help ourselves. He knew we needed help. Can't change myself. Can't heal myself. Can't do anything of myself. And then God comes in, changes it all. And, and that's what Christianity is about. It's not about what I do, it's about what he's done for me. And, and it's so nice to know that I can rely on him totally. What is begun, he'll perfect. And, and, you know, my God is a good God. He's not against me. He's not out to destroy me. He's out to bring me in. And God the Father is so wonderful, so perfect, so true. I see so many people in life, they... they somehow lose sight of the fact of who they are and who God is. Let me tell you something. There's no such thing as truth outside of God. The most knowledgeable man is a fool. That's what the Bible says. The wisdom of man is foolishness with God. You think You've got something, uh, uh, and it's scientifically proven. It, <laughs> they're nothing scientific. The world changes all the time. And shall I tell you who's in control? God. And there's nothing, nothing that's going to go wrong. But I want to tell you something. I don't know what God's doing, but I do know this is in control time to remember we've got a God who rules everything and he's got a perfect plan and it doesn't bother me I don't sit up at night and think well you know the world has gone crazy it's foolishness you'll never make everyone equal you can't give everyone an equal opportunity there's no such thing there's no equality. I, you can have fun with life. And God <laughs> created it all. When he put everything together, I'll tell you what he did. He said, look, 
Man will never have the answers. My God has all the answers. And he's smart. <laughs> when they insist that they've got the truth, know this, they're liars. The truth's in a person, Jesus Christ. The truth's in a God who rules heaven and earth. Truth's in someone who loves us and cares for us. You know, the greatest thing about the Father... Um, is that we went back into eternity and I want to draw everyone's heart back to see what it's really like. Everything's so different than people think. God's in control. He's not surprised by anything. Look, before you ask, he sent the answer. Why? Because he knows your thoughts are far off. He knows everything. Uh, we live in fear. We shouldn't. Because God holds the future in his hand. And the psalmist said, hey, you know, if I go into the depths of the sea, I'm still in your hand. If I make my bed in hell, you're there. If I hide in the darkness, it's just like the daylight to you. The bright shining sun in the darkest place. And my God is totally in control. That's what's so wonderful. And a Christian has absolute faith in his God. Some people say, oh, you know, you... you You've got to look at the world and the evil that's coming. No, I look at God and think, you know, God, you're working out your purposes and everything's okay because though a thousand shall fall at my side, it's not coming nigh me. Ten thousand. And, you know, there's something about knowing God as my Father that changes everything. I just have confidence in him. Uh, and my confidence is wrapped up in a knowledge of God. And theology is a study of God. Uh, no matter how badly it seems to have gone, no, no matter how right you seem to be, I've got news for you. There's a God in heaven who's actually in control. All your thoughts, he knows are far off. He knows every step you're going to make. He knows the way you're going to go. And I just want to get your heart to realize something lovely about life. When you know that it's not doctrine, it's a person. It's not a teaching or philosophy. Just life. And God's my father. What's fatherhood really like? We belong to him. He says, if you being evil know how to give your children good gifts, how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them? 
who believe. The one thing that goes from every heart when you know him as your father takes away fear. You don't fear for the future. You don't fear for circumstance. You have a relationship with God the Father and you rest in Him. When everyone else seems to panic, when men's hearts will fail them for fear, you know, my God is my Father. He orders all things after the counsel of His own will. Fatherhood's a strange thing, a very beautiful thing. I want to share with you a true story. In the Summer Olympics of 1992, Derek Redmond was favorite in the 400 meters. He was favorite to win. He had trained all his life for the moment. He'd set his heart on one thing. He wanted to win a gold medal. And I see people who set themselves and really, given natural ability, if you set yourself on anything, you can accomplish it. So few people are prepared to focus on one thing. But he's focused. He shot out of the starting blocks in an unbelievable start. But suddenly, he just collapsed in a heap. They didn't know what to do. No one knew what to do. Slowly, Derek Redmond rose to his feet and began to agonizingly hop on one leg to reach the finish line. The entire stadium went quiet. No one knew what to do. Suddenly, an older man made his way out of the stands. He pushed past the security guards who tried to stop him. And he ran to Derek's side. Put his arm around him. Said, son, you don't have to do this. Derek said, yes, I have to. He said, then we'll finish together and his father put his hand around him and they walked to the finish line together that is fatherhood God our father no matter what happens in life will get us there doesn't matter whether we're lame whether everything we set our heart to do falls in a heap because in the end, my God is the Alpha 
on Omega. He never won a gold medal. All his life he'd lived for a crown he never got. But one thing he did get, he got a father who in the time of greatest calamity walked him into a victory of relationship. His father wasn't ashamed. He was proud of his son. He'd done everything he could and suddenly his ability had gone. In life, the realization I can do nothing of myself. All my abilities, all my giftings were given from God. And if he doesn't help me, if he doesn't walk with me, in the end, I can't make it. There's one on whom I lean. There's one. And if you say, well, how does that apply in the gospel? Let me tell you how. When Jesus lay dead, it was the spirit of God the Father that quickened that corpse. The power of God that quickened a corpse that could not live made him alive. And that same power works in us in every part of our being. We've got a father who comes alongside and it doesn't matter what's happened in life. He's going to see us through to the finish. Doesn't matter how impossible things are. Doesn't matter how people say it can't be. And it doesn't matter that you don't receive a crown you sought for. It matters who you complete the race with. God the Father will see you through. If so, be you're his child. Can you imagine that father when he saw his son lying in a heap, pressing through all the security, through the crowd, out the stand? All of life's ambition lay dead and I see so many people live with their ambition and when it lies dead it's good to know we have a heavenly father who loves us so much if we can't walk he'll carry us his right hand upholds us what a God we serve. There's nothing, nothing I can do. Why all my abilities, all my giftings were loaned from him for me. I see so many people, they end up in life in bitterness. What they remember the most is their failures their condemnation, their feeling that they never made what they wanted to make. They didn't fulfill their ambition. They didn't fulfill their vision. 
Well, I'll tell you, it's better with a line in sight when you find you can't to know you have God the Father who can. And that's life. You won't ever get there on your own. But he will get you there. That's what Christianity is all about. Being born, having a father who really loves you, really cares. You imagine the broken heart of that boy as he lay on the track. All that seemed so good so right in his own power he'd done everything to accomplish his ambition and within a hundred yards of the end of getting the one thing he sought he suddenly found himself in a heap and all that he sought for gone And the thing he didn't seek for, his father coming out of the crowd. We'll finish it together. But that's what Christianity is. Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. But it doesn't. And there's a sense in which I'm not here to fulfill my ambition, my life. Just walk a step at a time, a day at a time. I come to do thy will, O oh God. To glorify you. To lift up your name. To exalt you. how different from worldly ambition it is. Proudest man in that stadium was a father. Say, well, how? I'll tell you how. It didn't matter to him. What mattered to him, this is my son that's what mattered and that's what matters to God it's not what we do it's who we are God the Father says you're my son and when you get that in perspective and you understand hey he controls everything it's no big deal our best efforts won't get us there. And when we lie wounded, unable to move, we have a father who cares. I don't know any other way to explain it.
than to say, he's my father, he's your father. He cares for you. When everything seems so dark, to him it's the daylight. When you go to the worst place to make your bed, he's there. When you hide, he sees. He knows your thoughts are far off. He knows your ways. He knows everything. Christmas is about remembering how he came, how this wonderful Jesus came to earth. But it's also remembering who sent him and who made sure everything was accomplished. And it was all planned in eternity for you and for I most beautiful story in all the world. He loves me. He really loves me. He's my father. I won't fear what men do to me. He knows. I'm confident in him. That's Christianity. My confidence is in God. Let's pray. <coughs> Father, I just pray for each one here. Lord, you know the depths of need in every life, in every heart. I thank you that you're the one whose hand upholds us. You're the one who keeps us. You're the one who loves us, who cares for us. Lord, I just pray for each one here. Let the revelation enter each heart of how wonderful you are how caring you are. And Lord, even if we were in our worst defeat, our darkest night, it's like daylight to you. And you're there to lift us up and finish the course with us. You care. And we want to acknowledge you today and give thanks to you for your great love. Lord, I just pray your healing power will flow to each one. Body, soul, and spirit, quicken and make alive. And Lord, let us bask in your love, in your care. I pray. Lord, you see everything. There's nothing hidden from you. You know our thoughts are far off. And you care for us. 
Lord Jesus. Lord, quicken each one with your word and your life, I pray. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Simple, isn't it? God is good. Always. What a God we serve. You know, a religious man won't like that because it'll offend him that he can't do anything. I had people come to me and they said, hey, what can I do? You know, if you, the gospel's the way you say it is, it means you don't have to do anything. I said, quite right. God does it all. We're created in Christ Jesus unto good works that God has before ordained that we should walk in them. He ordained it. It's good.